lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Woo! Shoot this thing. Hey, everybody. Here we go. Letter rip, tater chip. Kicking off hour number one on what is a very important day. It's an important day. I'm going to tell you why in just a bit. Welcome into the show. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance, your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents all across the great state of Mississippi. Uh, March Madness is over. Okay, that's one one small reason it's a big day. Uh, it's over. Last night... Um, Kansas beat North Carolina, and in the and then again, okay, so that was April the fourth. Keep that in mind. March at Madness, any, yeah. The in the words of David Letterman a few years ago, we're so close to the end of March Madness, so close to the end that we are in fact in April. Okay, but it's over, and I want to talk to you about Kansas. I want to educate you on Kansas and Kansas basketball. Now listen. I'm not going to go over the box score. I'm not going to talk about a box and one or zone defense or shooting threes. That's not what I'm going to talk about. But I don't care who you're a fan of or where you live or how you're listening or tuning in. You need to hear what I'm about to tell you in a minute. <laughs> That's coming up. You can be a part of the show, and I hope you will be. Grab a chair, have a seat at the table here with us, and pile on into the conversation. I'll be interested to hear what you think about it. And I'll, give you, I'll even pour you a cup of coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. i got to get me some more. about out. Uh, but get on in here. Text me on the country, please, and text line 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. You can call me on the Divini phone. Love to hear your voice that way. So call me today. Phone lines are open, 995-1059. 601 number, 995-1059. Nope, none of those things are the reason that it's a big day for me. The reason it's a big day for me is because it's a special day in our family, our extended family. Today is the day that we wish a happy 10th birthday to Mary Beckett Morgan in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Today is your birthday, Mary Beckett, better known as Beckett. Those of us here in Tupelo love you and wish you a happy 10th birthday, man, alive. Happy birthday. And look, she is lucky because on her birthday, the weather was kind of rough and they let them out of school. <laughs> so she gets to be home on her birthday. The, really, the reason she's really lucky, Mary Beckett, is because... I'm her uncle. That's why she's really lucky. Okay, she got me as an uncle. But also, uh, she gets to hang out with Trace, her little brother, and her mom and dad, Len, Claire, and Rob. Yep, and she's 10 years old. Cannot believe that Mary Beckett is today 10 years old. So if y'all see her or know her, give them a call. Sing happy birthday to her. Tell her, tell her we sent you. Happy birthday, Mary Beckett. We love you. She's growing up fast. She's beautiful. She got her mom's looks and her dad's athletic ability. She can do backflips and all that kind of stuff, too. Yep. Yep. 
she's a special kid. Happy birthday, Mary Beckett. Thanks for the birthday song, uh, Bill. No problem. I was trying to hear the words. Do they in that particular birthday song? I think they say. Does he say? Does he? Is it wishing a happy birthday to you, or is it saying it's my birthday too? It says happy birthday to you. Okay. And then something else. But as long as it says happy birthday to you, we're good. You're gonna have a good time. <laughs> There's Bill's version. Maybe we should just instead of playing it, we just get you to sing it every time we do a happy birthday shout out. <laughs> all right so it's mary beckett's birthday today and like you say it is uh here on april the 5th it's the day after march madness ended uh let me tell you a little bit about kansas kansas beat north carolina last night in uh, the national title game comeback had to do it from a comeback standpoint headline here it is NCAA in a nutshell, Bill Self and Kansas win the national title with an infractions case still pending. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you, you could make it up if you wanted to. Miko texts the show. What's up, Miko? He texts me here on Monday. Country, please. I'm sorry, Tuesday. Uh, country please and text line 885 ESPN 601 number 885 ESPN Miko says I'm a huge North Carolina fan and last night's championship game was a classic example of a veteran coach adjusting his offensive game plan and a young coach realizing it too late you know I also Miko read some of the comments um, you know in different places basketball people and stuff and a lot of people too well, and, and even players and coaches after the game talking about the experience angle for Kansas being a big reason they won the game, and and talking about players too. Some older players didn't have, you know, the, a bunch of the one and dones had more experience on their roster and that kind of thing. Uh, I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. Uh, well, I won't go into details about everything I did and didn't. I will. I will tell you. I spent a little bit of time last night, or a good bit of time, actually, watching the uh, the new Ken Burns documentary. It aired last night, premiered last night. He did a documentary on Benjamin Franklin. Anyway, I did watch that. Okay. <laughs> Back over to this. Here we sit last night with Kansas winning the national championship in basketball. Uh, in the words I'm summarizing here of Peter Burns, who, you know, he's with the SEC Network, I saw a tweet that he had that said, okay, Kansas now has four national championships in basketball. One fewer than the number of major level one violations they are accused of and waiting on their penalties for right now. Okay, there is the NCAA in a nutshell right there. And, and just to one more illustration and then a few more details. Did you hear what Mark Emmert, the president of the National Collegiate Athletics Association, the NCAA, said at the podium last night when they were giving a trophy out to the Kansas Jayhawks? Did you hear what he said? The head of the basketball committee, Tom Burnett, to, to coach Self and the Kansas City Jayhawks. The University of Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> I mean, Mark Emmert corrected it really quickly now, okay? He, he, 
He corrected it quick. The Kansas City Jayhawks. The University of Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> the Kansas City Jayhawks. <clears throat> the University of Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> Come on, man. Kansas City Jayhawks. Okay, he corrected it. Let's not give him too hard a time for that. But let's give him a hard time for other things. There he was, standing on a stage, about to announce the presentation. Here's the national championship trophy. We're, we're happy to give this out to... The Kansas City Jayhawks. The University of Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> and just a few feet away, there's Bill Self, coach of Kansas, who's charged with five level one violations that have been labeled egregious and severe. Now, you may not care. I, I, I would tell you that I sort of care. <laughs> okay. I don't full-on care. I sort of care about this. I think it's important to point out. To a degree, it's kind of sort of laughable. I mean, it may not be that hilarious, but it's kind of sort of laughable, okay? But it's so typical. When you think about this just whole scenario, the way it's played out, okay? Of all the programs in the tournament, of all of them, you know good and well that because of that FBI stuff recently, for which people have gone to prison, I hope you realize that, the two programs in the NCAA tournament that they most wanted to not win it were LSU and Kansas. And here we sit, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, or whatever the heck it is they say, has won it. Of all the ones they really didn't want to. It's almost like, I don't know, the whole thing just worked itself out. Now we all have to look at this. We all have to consume it particularly the people that are supposed to care. Now, I don't know that they all do. We're going to talk about Mark Emmert in just a second. It's awkward. Awkward. It was awkward before Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA, got their name wrong. The Kansas City Jayhawks. The University of Kansas Jayhawks. What? Now, here's the fact. Lately, the way you and I and most fans look at NCAA stuff and all that, it's changed a little bit, hasn't it? I mean, when you look at what is actually going on with these law, name, image, and likeness laws in all the states have forced schools and programs to be able to do in terms of handing money over to athletes, the, the position it's put the NCAA in in terms of being able to, I don't know, what would you call it, monitor that now, but this is all past stuff. We're in that time frame right now where this Kansas thing we're talking about is past stuff. Things that, not just things that are breaking NCAA rules, that but that borderline are illegal and some illegal that have even sent people like Chuck Person to jail. And that's where Bill Self and Kansas live. And there they are last night getting a trophy with the confetti falling down all around them. The case started in September of 2017. Good night. Good night. 
Not quite, but almost five years ago. When the FBI arrested 10 men in a widespread scheme to defraud college basketball. And here's Kansas winning it all last night, getting the trophy. And it is absolutely true. Okay, the NCAA, for, the, for their part in all this, as the governing body, okay, which is made up of all the schools, that is the governing body. They're supposed to, like, we're going to make it fair for us. It's not them, it's us. But they've got nobody to blame but themselves. And it's five years old. It's going on five years old. It doesn't even affect any of the players on Kansas's team last night. That's the thing about it. That's how laughable and how goofy this whole thing is. It's been going on that long. And Kansas is taking the approach and has during this whole investigation deal of their basketball program. Bill Self the same way, even though you know he can't really say anything publicly, never will. Well, I can't comment on anything ongoing. Of course you can't. That's a nice little convenient out for you. But they're stance on the whole thing has always been, well, this is Adidas. The company Adidas did this to us. We had no idea anything was going on. Any of those hundreds of thousands of dollars that were going to the parents and the quote-unquote handlers of our basketball players at Kansas, we didn't know. It's all Adidas. Send them to jail, not us. So, look, I am just, I'm being honest with y'all. I really am being honest with y'all because I think you deserve that from me. (laughs) And I certainly, I appreciate you listening to the show and coming here every day and being a part of it with us and calling and texting. And and, and so I'm just going to, of all the things I owe you, my honesty is one of them. And it's really important. I'm just being honest with y'all. I could not, I can't let myself get into it, man. I just can't. I'm sorry. I can't. And you go, well, Matt, you know, you should. Oh, I mean, overlook it. It's still sports. It's still fun. And you're right. It is. Okay. But in a sport where you've got all these participants, 300 and something schools, right? Under no circumstance with an investigation hanging out there, and it's now been five years, with everything that the NCAA has, all the fire they've been under, still they ought to, even if you wrap it up and, and your conclusions aren't always to the full extent that they should be, you know, err on the side of light instead of heavy and just get it over with so that you're not sitting here with an investigation going on that involves FBI stuff, people who've been arrested, people who are sitting in jail now as we speak, five of the most egregious level one violations you've you know, alleged against Kansas, and turns out you got to stand on the stage with them and hand them the trophy last night in front of the whole world. And because of that, I just can't, I can't. I just couldn't do it. I didn't watch one dribble of the ball game. Not one. I was not interested. I'll check the box score. And in, in some ways... Maybe in the sports world, maybe in the sports talk world, that's blasphemy for me to stand here. I'm just telling you the truth. Not watching it. 
I'll watch LSU basketball now. I'll watch it. I didn't and wouldn't. You know, my my attention span, what my what I consume, my attention is mine. It belongs to me. And yours is yours, and it belongs to you. And we each make those individual decisions. And there's maybe not a right or a wrong. You know, if you love basketball, Miko's a big North Carolina fan. You know, his perspective, his approach is different. You're a big North Carolina fan. Give your attention to the ball game. Enjoy it like crazy. But for me, I'm out. I'm out on it. You know, and here we are in a week where we got the Masters coming up. I don't even play golf anymore. I still really enjoy it. I wish I could. Physically, it just my body can't get through it. But I still really enjoy the sport. I love thinking about playing, you know, and I like watching it when it's important on television, especially when Tiger Woods plays because they say they're going to play. And here's the thing about it. It's totally above board and everybody knows what's up. I mean, say what you want, but look, it's just I'm going to I can give you example after example after example. It is what it is. It's a professional sport. Amateurs pr- compete as amateurs. Pros compete as pros. There's one way you earn a sponsor, earn a check. The ball goes in a hole. It's all the same for everybody. It might be the most fair sport there is. I got no questions as an onlooker, as a fan. I got no issues with it. There's, I mean, when I watch it, I don't even have questions about who's doing what. And who's on what playing field? It's not a factor. It's strictly the guts of competition and who's better than who. That's all it is. I don't have to worry about anything off the course when I'm watching the Masters. They police themselves. That's golf. Okay, so my perspective is different. I'm in. I'm in on that. And you compare me to most golf fans, I'm marginal. Same thing, Major League Baseball. Well, Matt, they had the scandal of the Astros picking off signals. and Yeah, look what happened. Took care of it. (laughs) And guess what? Every player there is there and has a contract and knows what they're getting paid, knows why they're there. They're a pro. We all know the scenario. It is completely above board. Outside of some rare scenario where once in a lifetime some player gambles on the game, maybe throws a game. Okay, but in terms of the the setup, even Major League Baseball, as poorly as it's run, as far as the setup and the structure, I know what it is and you do too. There's no questions about it. It's fair for everyone. Playing field is level. Wait a minute, Matt, don't say that because Max Scherzer is making more money himself this year for the Mets than the entire roster of the Baltimore Orioles. You know whose fault it is? The Orioles. They've made the choice to do that. It's not something that caused them. It's not something that was out of their hands. The Mets, it's within their realm. They all have the same rules in front of them. They all play by them. I'm in on Major League Baseball. I'm in on the NFL. I love college football. It's kind of my second love in terms of sports. My first was watching Braves baseball as a kid, but I'm in on college football because I can't not be in. (laughs) You know, it's just, I played it. I love it. But I'll be honest with you, I'm not nearly as in as I used to be. 
And I'm not nearly as in as many other people are around the country for some of the very same reasons. And you and I know this. The sport of college baseball is totally different. It's totally different. It's a big, huge deal here in the, Missis- in the state of Mississippi, and it's, it's, on a, it's a different setup. It's open to everybody. So what I'm telling you is, you know, look, I'm a state guy, all right? And the next time that state rolls a ball out there for opening tip and you got a new coach in men's basketball, a new coach in women's basketball, I'll be ready. I'll watch them. They're my team. But this stuff last night, watching North Carolina, and I'm sorry to say it to the North Carolina fan, that I was pulling for him. I love their coach. I remember watching him play. I love his stance. I love the fact that personally he is uh, open and outspoken about his love for Jesus. But the North Carolina program, the stunts they've pulled over the years and gotten away with it, and then we're sitting here last night, we're going to crown Kansas? Of all the schools in a country that could have possibly been up there, that's the one we allowed to continue to play in the postseason. We're going to crown them. I'm sorry. I'm out. I got better things to do with my time, and my attention span is too valuable to other people that want it. I'm out. It's an absolute joke. Mark Emmert, absolute joke. The NCAA, it's an absolute joke. All of it. The member institutions and their leaderships are the ones who've let it happen. It's an absolute low point. Let's hope there's nowhere to go but up. Stick around. And now the guy who's not bald. He's just taller than his hair is. Nice hair! It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Back... With you, I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. Yeah, so over here on my one of my many computer screens here in the Farm Bureau studio, I have the text line pulled up where I can see all the texts coming in on the country pleasing sausage text line. And of course, Miko texted the show first. He was talking about the game last night. What's interesting though is y'all start texting me during the show. And your most recent texts are at the bottom of the page, underneath all of your texts from previous days and previous shows. And Miko, the like I've just had this screen here in front of me for, for now almost half an hour because your most recent text at the bottom about North Carolina last night. But the last thing you sent me was last Wednesday, the picture of the wrestlers. <laughs> was it demolition? So it's like this huge picture of my screen, these two wrestlers wearing spiked vests and their faces painted up and their tongues painted red and they're looking at the camera you know it's just it's just like um it reminds me of that show we had talking about wrestling okay miko and i it's not that i didn't enjoy your text today it's just that that one of that picture of that wrestling tag team from last week is it's the more the longer you look at it the funnier it gets so go back and look that up uh miko and appreciate you sending that along uh, Nick texted the show and he said, to be fair, Ben Franklin is more interesting than college basketball nowadays, man. Well, see, that's the thing though, Nick, I really have been looking forward to that. I'm a huge Ken Burns fan. I do not always agree with everything that comes out of his mouth, but in terms of the work that he does, I have great respect for it and, and sort of the skill that he does it with. And, and the, and 
you know, he, he doesn't, he just tells the story. And on this deal with Benjamin Franklin, I found it very interesting. And I, I love history. I wouldn't call myself a history buff. That would, I'd reserve that for someone who knows all about history. I like can, can get up and tell you. I just love studying it and learning it. And so that was interesting last night, I thought. And, and the other thing is, Nick, you say, okay, it's more interesting than college basketball. Well, that's part of this thing I was wondering after my rant early in the show there. I'm just being honest. Again, I'm a state guy. Okay? And so it, it's, it's not like my interest in my team and my school is diminished. It's like a lot of this stuff that's gone on, the lack of oversight from an NCAA perspective, just how, frankly, how just non-existent any form of strong leadership is from an NCAA level. What it has done, it has diminished my interest in watching other teams other than my team play. You know what I'm saying? Take me back 10 years ago. I'm all in on watching North Carolina and Kansas play basketball, even if it's in the regular season. Now, I don't want to watch them. I ain't wasting my time on it. It's a joke. See what I'm saying? Right or wrong, that's how I'm feeling about it. It's not my team. If my team's playing, I'm in. I think that's the deal. I don't know. It's moved me from the center out to the edge. Denzel texted and he goes, um, I don't know if you saw this, but after the game and ceremony, Bill Self was hugging fans and such. He then came up to Devin Dotson and gave him uh, a big hug and his championship hat. Dotson was a member of the 2020 Kansas team and left after the season to go to the NBA. It was a touching moment between a coach and a former player. No, I didn't catch that, obviously. I can tell you more about Benjamin Franklin. And... Anyway. Ernest uh, T. said, also, North Carolina former coach Roy Williams were involved in widespread academic cheating scandal throughout the athletic department. Yeah, and got off. Why? Because, frankly, they just they threw their weight around at the NCAA and scared the NCAA to death. Basically said, we know where all the bodies are buried, so mess with us if you want to. NCAA was like, oh, maybe we ought to, maybe we ought to back off. Hoghead Cheese said, Matt, how will name, image, and likeness affect MSU baseball program? See, I don't know. It's going to have an effect. Uh, I, I, I don't think very many college baseball programs out there are going to be all that affected by name, image, and likeness, but there will be some. In a, in a positive way, when it comes to keeping players and their parents from having to pay for college. I'm being serious. I say having to pay. They're still going to pay. It's just they'll have some money coming in to, to foot the bill at some of these programs. Name, image, and likeness stuff will open the door to that at some programs like, you know, the ones with the huge fan bases like a Mississippi State, like an LSU's already got some help, like an Ole Miss. Arkansas's already got some help, you know, with the out-of-state tuition thing, but still those with huge fan bases, they'll be able to figure that stuff out. And I think the – the sport itself is growing pretty fast in terms of, you know, uh, coverage and, and TV ratings. It's got a long way to go to catch others, but it's, it's starting to come on because exposure is helping it. So some programs are really going to benefit from name, image, and likeness stuff. And I certainly would think that Mississippi State is one of those who can and, and, and will. How exactly, I don't know because I'm not in on those uh, conversations. 
Qu- quickly here, and I'm coming to the phone line. Uh, MSU1980 texted the show, and he said, Matt, one of the many reasons I listen to you is you have principles and standards, and I really appreciate that in a person. Well, and I appreciate you standing uh, saying that. Um, you, know, you try to. Uh, you don't know. You miss a mark. I do, right? You and I, we... We, we know what the standards are. We can set them. And a lot of times we'll nail it, and then sometimes we foul it up. But that's just us. Uh, but I appreciate the kind words. Grumpy text the show, said, Matt, agree 100%. Grumpy excited about Tiger and the Masters. Just wish Grumpy was there. Man, I would love to be there and see that. They're saying he's going to play. Fred Couples said after a practice round that he looked phenomenal. Can you believe that? A year ago, they almost cut his leg off. And then here he is. I cannot wait to see his tea time is, oh, I'll look it up, like 11 a.m. Thursday or something like that. I'll look it up and give it to you in a minute. All right, over to the phone line. Divinity Equipment phone, more bully, hanging on line one. What's up, more bully? Matthew, how you doing today, man? Just right. That's right. <laughs> hey, man, I, I, I knew I kind of cut you short yesterday. You're in the HBQ. But my, my boy was calling me on the other line. Uh-huh. He, was, he, he was out on that zero turn so i thought i needed to answer the phone and <laughs> was in trouble you wanted know to make I mean? sure yeah you wanted to make sure everything yeah. was okay no i get it no i was yeah. really just sort of joking because you know right before you hung up is when i told you hey you need to read what it says in job about the horse and all yeah. you're like you're like okay i'll do that <laughs> see you later and i i was just joking but yeah. i told him about it, so I, I went biblical and i think i ran him off but i knew it wasn't true I was just, <laughs> you know that's not true i was just messing with you well, listen, you were asking me questions about horses, and I didn't get to finish my thought. But, uh, you know, Lisa, and I'm sorry, my wife, uh, she's brought uh, my attention to how beautiful of creatures horses are that God created. I mean, right. you know, people are unique, but when you can see that majesty and such power mm-hmm. of a horse, I mean, it's just incredible. And when you, if you just watch... I mean, the race in itself is incredible, but just the majesty around celebrating the creature, uh, it's just something fascinating to me. That I love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, and I never bet, so I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not in it on that side of things. So, yeah. uh, but I, we do pick a favorite horse and uh, all that kind of good stuff. The, the names uh, are fascinating to us. You That's know. a good one. You know, the... Um, I, Watching everybody dress up is something that Annabeth always really likes. You know, looking at when the, when the Kentucky Derby comes on, you know, just the whole, I guess, magnitude of the whole event, the number of people, the yeah. the the dressing and up. When I tell you, it's oh. all day. It's all day at our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watch the, the races before, and we watch all the pregame. Man, it's just, if you could just really sit down and appreciate it, I mean, it's probably my – it's right up there with the Masters for me. Um, um, do y'all dress we, up at your house? Come to grow. Do you dress up for it? We them? haven't, but we have threatened for two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and a full-fledged, you know, Kentucky Derby, yeah. wear your clothes, all that kind of stuff. So we'll, we'll probably do that at some point. She's got a she's got a big birthday coming up in a couple of years. So okay. uh, that's probably what we're going to do, but... Well, I, 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 I totally, I totally understand that if Mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. And if Mama wants to dress up Shoot. for the Kentucky Derby, you you probably better do it. Yes, sir. 
Yeah. I'm looking for a steer sucker right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the point you just made about NIL because I've never thought on that perspective of how it could help baseball programs mm-hmm. if it does take off. Because just watching your documentary on, you know, how uneven it is, mm-hmm. that would be a huge help to, to families. Because Let me just put it this way. kids playing baseball, everybody's not – Signing million dollar contracts when they get done. No, not when they get done, nor when they're in school. And the thing about it is, more bully, at some programs, your baseball team, your baseball program, they are pulling in revenue. I mean, like making, they're making profit at some places. We know that, right? And it's growing on TV and all this. We know the NCAA pulls a big profit off of it. We know Omaha. The, the the impact the economic the economic impact in Omaha is really significant every year, like, and exactly right. and you've got all these players who their mom and dad are paying, in some cases, twenty five, thirty, thirty five, forty thousand dollars a year in tuition, and the guys you're starting first baseman batting cleanup and gonna be a pro <laughs> draft pick. So for baseball, right. if they get name, image, and likeness money, all they're doing is breaking even until they get drafted. You give $100,000 to a basketball player, man, that's that's cherry on top. To He can go spend it on whatever because he's not no, paying for right. anything. That's right. Hey, I appreciate the You're call, right, man. You're man. I appreciate your opinion on that. All right, yeah. brother. See you, Thanks. Appreciate the call. People don't talk about that enough. Name, image, and likeness money to a baseball player just means he doesn't have to come out of pocket to be there. It's totally different for a football or basketball player. Stick around. Mississippi State Radio Analyst. And he's on your radio right now. Now. Welcome back. Uh, what were we talking about? I forgot already. <laughs> oh, we ended it with a with more bullies call in the previous segment. And he was kind of going back to um the name, image, and likeness conversation. Said he never thought about it from a baseball perspective. It's totally different, but maybe it'll help him out. It's just not going to help many baseball programs out, right? Because we're still living in a time when most college baseball programs aren't. I mean, it's you've got a lot of teams that will be in the field of the NCAA baseball term. They will be in a regional somewhere, and those teams can't even afford to fund the scholarships they are allowed to fund, 11.7. They don't even fund that many. Like whole teams paying to be there, you know. These do have some scholarships at the SEC level. Well, 13 of the 14. Vandy's one that if they want to, they can pay for all of it, you know, or a whole bunch of it anyhow. They're a little different. But, you know, baseball is such a different sport. I'm just saying, you know, on a fairness thing, I think it, it will help. It's just I don't know that we're there yet. You know, let's just let's look up in five years, ten years, and see where things are with college baseball. It is growing fast. It, I, I think from a, an exposure and maybe even a, a fan base standpoint, sort of collectively across college baseball, it may not even resemble itself in five years. It's just really growing fast. But in terms of name, image, and likeness really kicking in, it, it – for the foreseeable, it's only going to be a few programs. And I, 
I do think state can be one of them just because of how popular it is at state and the size of the fan base. The same is true for Ole Miss. I do also think the same is true for Southern Miss. You're talking about it's the one sport really where Southern Miss every year can go out there and oftentimes is going out there and competing as a top 25 team with a real shot to make it as one of the last eight to 16 teams to chase a national championship. It's the one major sport, men's sport, where they can do that at Southern Miss. So, you know, who knows? They get interested uh, down there. All right, y'all text me on the country, please, and text line. It's 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number. 885-ESPN. Or call me on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, 995-1059. You call that number, I'll get to talk to you. 601 number, 995-1059. Speaking of Southern Miss and Ole Miss, they're going to play baseball tonight. Trustmark Park in Pearl. It's a 6 p.m. first pitch tonight. Yeah, two top 25 teams. Last I looked, what, Ole Miss is at number nine, I think, in a country Southern Miss is at 18. They're playing really good baseball. Southern Miss already has a midweek win this year over State. Beat them, what, 7-2 to two a few weeks ago there at Pearl? So, you know, Southern Miss has played a game this year in the park uh, there at Pearl. This will be Ole Miss's first there this year. Then you get the Governor's Cup coming up. But, yeah, this is uh, going to be a lot of fun uh, tonight. And, um, you know, the midweek is such a different animal too, than the weekend when it comes down to pitching. But, you know, you think about Ole Miss, they switched up their starting rotation this past weekend through different guys. And so guys like Diamond and others are sitting there ready to pitch tonight. And I haven't looked closely enough to see if anybody's announced their starting pitching for this game tonight. But it's going to be really interesting to follow that. So that one's tonight at Trustmark Park. Hey, and speaking of Trustmark Park – of course, you know, that's where the Mississippi Braves play, and they're going to start it off this weekend. Why not talk about it? The following is a presentation of TBS Sports. <laughs> hey, Bill, that guy's got a good voice, too, doesn't he? Yes, he has. Whoever that was. No wonder they paid him to do that. Superstation TBS presents the Atlanta Braves, America's team. Yeah! Of course, the Braves play the Reds later this week. Atlanta Braves baseball is brought to you by Budweiser. <laughs> Beachwood aims for the distinctively clean... What the heck is Beachwood? Budweiser, the king of beers. This Bud's for you. By the official airline of the Atlanta Braves, Delta. We love to fly, and it shows. And by Eckerd Drugs, America's family drugstore. <laughs> hey, Bill, we made that joke one time before, didn't we? Like... The three major sponsors, an airline, alcohol, and drugs. <laughs> yep. Hey, what are y'all doing? Stuff you need on a plane. <laughs> I mean, really, imagine being a Delta pilot watching that. Who's sponsoring the team? <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, so the Braves, I thought I would let you know this, folks, especially if you're a, like a diehard Braves fan and you're in the area. You got the Mississippi Braves. They're going to start. They're going to play the Montgomery Biscuits. Their opening game is either Friday or Saturday. I think it's Friday. But anyway, this will be the opening weekend for the Mississippi Braves. And the number one prospect in the Atlanta Braves farm system will be a Mississippi Brave 
beginning this weekend. His name is Michael Harris II, and he's a part of the roster. He's uh, starting the season here in Mississippi. He's an outfielder. Now, I got the whole list and, you know, the uh, that kind of thing. But I just thought I'd tell you about him. He is the number one prospect in the Braves system, according to any ranking out there. Michael Harris II, an outfielder. Bats left, throws left, 6 feet, 195. Drafted in 2019 in the third round. But he's the number one prospect right now. He's 21 years old. He was, I believe, last year, spent the year at Rome in high A ball. Now he's at double uh, A. Let me tell you what it says at MLB about Michael Harris, who'll be playing right here. It says, regardless of who's in charge, the Braves have long prided themselves in drafting players from their own backyard. While most scouts like Harris, a two-way talent from the Georgia high school ranks, as a left-handed pitcher, the Braves knew that uh, he wanted to hit, and they liked him better as a position player. So they took him as an outfielder in the third round of the 2019 draft. Immediately responded uh, by reaching a full season ball during his debut. They had a very he had a very successful season high at age 20 last year. Played in the futures game last year. Okay, out of high A ball. Uh, he's gotten a lot better to this point than they even expected. He's grown. Um, he's one of the better defensive outfielders in the minor leagues. They say that he's on par with Christian Pash and Drew Waters. Is it Pache? Played there? Played in Atlanta? I never know, but played in Mississippi also. Um, but anyway, top prospect in their system. You know how they do the scouting grades. Hitting, he's a 55. Running, he's a 60. Arm, he's a 60. Fielding, he's a 60. He's an overall 55. So he's big time. He'll be in the major leagues. Uh, health and wellness uh, permitting. And he's on the Mississippi Braves roster to begin the year. Michael Harris uh, the second. You want to see, they've, they've posted the entire roster, pitching staff, position players, coaching staff, everything that's on opening Roster for this weekend. Yeah, Friday night, 635, first pitch against Montgomery Biscuits at Trustmark Park in Pearl. That'll be the season opener for your Mississippi Braves. Thought I'd pass that along to you. Next Gen Reb texts the show, and he says, um, I live and work just a few minutes from Trustmark. Can't wait. Obviously, this is a tough one for me, my alma mater versus my favorite team. So, Next Gen, did you, so you went to Southern Miss? How about that? Next Gen Reb went to Southern Miss, but his favorite team is the Rebels. Tell you what, I mean, it's not often that you get top 25 matchups in the midweek this late in the year, is it? We get them here in Mississippi because they do the college series of games at Trustmark every year, kind of a round robin, it seems like, including the Governor's Cup, State Ole Miss, Southern Miss. But you don't get it a lot around the country. I guess you do in South Carolina. Sometimes what? Maybe a South Carolina-Clemson game will pop up or Georgia-Georgia Tech. You know, in the past, Georgia and Georgia Tech have played a non-con, maybe early season, earlier season game uh, in the Braves Park in Atlanta. They did it at um, Turner in years past. I don't know if they did that this year or not. Yeah, I mean, they. we heard that old ad on the Braves intro from the 80s that uh, said something was Beachwood aged. 
Nick said, Beechwood is that stuff that Hank Jr. wanted to spit in that dude's eye and shoot him with his old 45. <laughs> oh, that was Beach Nut. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Isn't that Beach Nut? That's Beach Nut. <laughs> but Beechwood. Beechwood aged. It just said it was Beechwood aged, and I'm just thinking, what is Beechwood? Oh, it's probably the barrel it's aged in. Well, and it's not spelled... Like the beach, you go to the beach. It's got two E's in it, I think. <laughs> Next Gen Reb telling us that he did, he went, he says, I went just about everywhere, but yeah, I graduated from Southern Miss. Well, that'd be interesting tonight. You'd be okay either way, won't you? Uh, Hog Jowl, welcome to the show. He texts and he says, unless it's about the Razorbacks, I lose interest quickly. I love sports, but don't get my engine warmed up unless it's about the Hogs. I didn't watch one minute of the game last night. I just wasn't interested. Hog Jowl, I'm the same way. I, I did the same thing. By the way, Hog Jowl, I did see there's an article. You might want to read it on uh, ESPN.com today on the men's basketball page. The early look, the way too early look at next year's college basketball has the Arkansas Razorbacks as the preseason number one team in the country. And men's college basketball. Check that out. It's over there right now. Hour one is in the books. Hour two coming up right after this. I'm Matt. Stick around.